night's coming through. I'm gonna clean as a reception. My stallion's plopped everywhere. Right, where's this Jaguar Formula E car we're working on? Come on, come on, stand back. Yes, I've got a sword. Deal with it. So, this is the car. Good. What does this bit do? Ow! It shot me. Well, what's this? Ow! It zapped me again. Is this the end? Ow! It keeps electrocuting me. Oh, bloody hell! It's live! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome for the very first time recorded in front of a live audience. This is Gareth Jones on Speed, 10 years on Speed, live! Hello. He's Sog. Hello. He's Richard. Hello. And you are wonderful, wonderful people. Give yourselves a round of applause. And welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. Ten years on Speed live. As you know, we put enormous amounts of preparation into Gareth Jones and Speed. Anything up to 30 <laughs> seconds of thought. And about 20 seconds ago, we said, what are we going to talk about? So we thought we'd talk about the very start of Gareth Jones on Speed. Who remembers the first episode? Has anyone heard the first episode? Yeah. yeah. It Ooh, was well fan done. Fan base. This is good. It's a terrible show, isn't it? <laughs> We did take a while to get going to find our uh, find our about, line about, yeah. about eleven years. Eleven and a half years. Yeah, I don't know if you know the story of how Gareth Jones on Speed came about, but I just finished doing How after seventeen years and was. Thank you. How? Oh, all right, hands up. Say How. Oh. Fan base again. This is great. And one day Zog came round my house. He said, "I've got it. I know what you're going to do." I said, "Great." What? He said, "A podcast." I said, "Fantastic." Yes. What is it? I think you said, yeah, you said, you said what's a podcast, I think. Before I said yes. Unusual, I usually say yes, then ask questions. <laughs> true. So, the reason you are all here today is this man's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Ison, Zog. Yeah. Hey! Well, thank you for coming, everybody. We really do, you know, it's fantastic that we're able to have this community of fellow petrol heads. And, yeah. uh, to, uh, you know, and, and diesel heads. We are on and you, you consume it. It's Who drives fun. a petrol car? Who drives a diesel car? Who drives an electric car? Any other modes? Have you? You got an electric car? What have you got? An i3. An i3. We like an i3. Can we ask him about cars? Should we just find out what they think about cars? All right, we're going to say the name of a car, respond with a cheer or a boo, right? Jaguar F Type R convertible. Yay! Go on, Richard, your turn. I like this. We should be selling this to Jaguar as market research. <laughs> um, all right. Do you know what? I'm just going to play to the gallery. Land Rover Defender. <laughs> oh, Marjorie. Because if you don't agree, I will come down and I will hurt you. Because <laughs> I love my Defender more than almost anything else. Zog? Apart from my wife, who's here. Hello, honey. Love you. Zog? Uh, forthcoming Bugatti Chiron. Oh, you say that? Really? What? Too much? Well, yeah. Too much. I think the Chiron's too yeah, much. The reasonable point of view. Really? Okay, in that case, Veyron. Yeah. 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 Nissan Leaf. Oh. <laughs> There's Atom. hatred in the room. No, I just think the Bugatti Chiron sounds a little bit like a porn star. And, um, <laughs> and that's which, a bad thing? Well, is it? I don't know. Might as well be called like Strontium Thrust or something. <laughs> Actually, I saw a porn the other week with someone called I3 in it. <laughs> robot porn. Hello, robot porn. Okay, we thought we'd tell you about the early days of Gareth Jones on Speed. When we put this together, what was going on in motorsport, in F1 specifically, in 2005? Who won the championship in 2005? Alonso? Ted, where are you? You know. Michael in 2005. No, 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 it was, no, no it, was the, it was Alonso's first win after Michael's um, run. Ted's left Come his on, notebook at home no, today, so... Um, and now on Channel 4, not Ted Kravitz. He's just testing us. <laughs> he is. He knows so, more than we've forgotten. Or the other way round. 
One of the first things we did on Gareth Jones of Speed was to go to Silverstone and record the sounds of the cars as they went over the curbing and the corners. And we noticed a different sound. Do you remember? It went... Hang on, my voice is gone. I've been singing for two days. It went... Literally... And the reason for that was that they'd increased the tyre pressures, if I remember, Ted, for that season. <laughs> and it was for like, those of you listening at home, uh, just, nod, just, say yes. yeah. just nod. It was like tuning a drum, you know, the tighter the skin, the higher the note. And they'd got to a point where the cars were literally singing as they went over the curbs of the corners. So that was probably the first sound on Gareth Jones on speed. Since then, it's gone downhill. OK, road cars. <laughs> 11 years ago, road cars. I, I looked this up because I couldn't remember what happened in 2005. And the first thing that came up was the fact that MG Rover went out of business. Oh. <laughs> and I had a little cry. Um, but it was quite a good year. As you know, if you listen to the show, we're never knowingly over-rehearsed. And I have to look this up. But I looked up the cars that came out or cars that were announced at the Geneva Motor Show in 2005. That's a big show. Alpha 159. Oh. Good car. Well, so it was a good car. It was. What did you have? You didn't have 159, did you? I had a 155 V6. Yeah. It had an unfortunate coming together with a lorry. Describe it. What I happened? swear it wasn't my fault. I was in the left-hand lane. Lorry's in the right-hand lane. It's one of those things where it was a little bit tight, and he just didn't see me. And as he sort of inched forward in traffic and moved a little bit left, the front left wheel just chewed up my right-hand wing. Share uh, the pain, so share the pain. Uh, but if you ever have a chance to pick up one second hand, they are lovely. It's a fantastic engine. It's like being attached to God's elastic band that stretches off to the horizon. I didn't and know as, God had elastic as long as, you, as long as you don't want to change direction, it's great. Just this endless surge of power <laughs> and just propels you towards the horizon. It's On the eighth thing. day, he invented elastic bands. He did. Yeah. And then he said, I really should make alphas better made. Oh, shit. The phone's ringing. What am I going to do? Because <laughs> um, you know what else came out at the 2005 Geneva show was the Alfa Romeo Brera. Oh! Nice do we love car. the Brera? Yeah. Boo. Do we love Gijaro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He's not here. That was a bit of a surprise in this room. Yeah. I hate the VW Golf Mark One. Oh, and yeah, I never like the Uno either, or any Lotus. And I hate his pasta. The Alfa Brera, I had one as a hire car once, and the driver's seat was loose. <laughs> and every time you accelerated, you went, oh. <laughs> and every time you braked, you went, oh. It was f***ing awful. Your Alfa understeered... Like a very understeery thing. And it was vague. The feeling when you put your foot down was wonderful. The noise was wonderful. The sensation of moving forward ever faster was wonderful. It was half engine, half petrol tank, and th there was still room for people in it. Which is worth a round of applause. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think any of the non-essential electrics worked. That was the other thing. And this, you know, it, it wasn't that old a car at the time. Typical Alfa. The Geneva show... Do so you want some more hits from the Geneva yeah. show? Yeah, well, well hang on. The Geneva show is massive. It's not as big as Frankfurt, but it's massive. Is Frankfurt bigger? No? Frankfurt, what? In square footage? Yeah. Do you have details? I do, do have, have the... You have the... No, facts. I just have the blisters on my feet from the Frankfurt show that don't exist at Geneva because uh, it, it's quite compact. I believe that the Geneva show is still going on, though. The 2005 show was a very busy show for... Well, they had a lot of cars. You look at this list of cars and you go, yeah, so there's some bloke standing there with the Chevrolet Kalos under a sheet going, oh, shit. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, Chevrolet here's another, No, but I, you know I said it was a good show for cars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chevrolet, yeah. Chevrolet what? Yeah. She's a porn it, star, don't worry. Who knows? Okay. What was it called? <laughs> when it was the Daewoo, what was it called before it became a Chevrolet? I think you it was called the Daewoo Kalos, wasn't it? I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other cars launched to the 2005 Geneva show. Here's a good one. We'll get a new or a boo. Citroen C6. Yeah! yeah. yeah. That's the right answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I've just seen this one. The Fiat Chroma. Now, hang on, we're talking about the second Fiat Chrome, and not the saloon that was yeah. based on the Tipo Quattro platform, which was shared with the Alpha 164 no. and the Saab 900. This is the one that was... What was it? Was it? it? <laughs> what was it? Thank you. Who, yeah, man over there said, who said that? Hands up, who said that? Come here. Good news, you've won a Fiat Chrome. Come here. Come here. Oh, we're doing audio. Oh, God, Gareth's taking his mic hey, off the stand. Who are you, sir? Uh, my name's Roger. And where have you come from? Uh, from sunny Luton today. And have you ever driven a Chroma? No, but I've just seen them on the road and that's enough. And do you need to drive one to know that you don't need to? Exactly right. Round of applause, <laughs> this gentleman. Here we are. Talking about where people have come.
come from for this. I know that some people have come from North Yorkshire. The best of all the Yorkshires. Devon. We got someone from Devon. Yeah, we got people from all around. Do you ever play that game? I have a great game that I play, which is if you ever hear a song that's got the word heaven in it, just change that word to Devon. So, for example, Wham, take me to the edge of Devon. Or Belinda Carlisle's Devon is a place on earth. You can see where this or is going. Or it's a fantastic game. Number one song in Devon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is usually the Wurzels, but that's not the point. The, the, the game still stands. So just try it. It's good fun. Is there a stairway to Devon? Um, stairway, oh, to stairway to Devon. <laughs> Alex O'Dell, ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for Alex O'Dell, who's done some artwork for Gareth Jones on Speed over the years. And the name that I actually gave to Alex Goy when he appeared on the programme. You don't hear the edits. But Alex Goy was on the show and I said, oh, welcome, please, our guest presenter today, Alex O'Dell. He went, that's not my name. <laughs> no, that's right, Alex Goy. Maria McKee, show me Devon, that's another good one. <laughs> you can sort of start a Barnstable and then kind of work your way around. And of course, the psychedelic first, Devon. Yeah. Okay, so Formula One, 10 years ago, was a new age where we were stealing the wins back from Michael. Those of you who think that Formula One now is better than it was in 2005. Give us a yay. yay. Those who think Formula One was better in 2005, give us a yay. yay. Retronauts. <laughs> All right. As good. That's a very oh, come on. nice to have the Buddhists with us this evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It really is. There is beauty in everything. <laughs> and there's no such place as Devon. <laughs> thought it was a place on earth. That's what Belinda said. <laughs> yeah, really okay, and the cars we were driving 10 years ago, you had an Alpha till... How badly five. damaged was it? It was a write-off. It was a, yeah, it was a complete... So pretty low speed impact then. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't take much. Well, it's not hard to do enough damage to a five or six-year-old executive Alpha to... Executive? Well, uh, what I mean... Like, it, Executive saloon, which technically is what it is. You know, you know what I mean? It was, it did was you ever, it was did worth you ever say that to nothing. people when you gave them a lift? Did you go, it's an executive, it's saloon, an executive you know. saloon, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like the bloke I sold my Rover 75 to, the sale was brokered through a mutual friend, and I got word back to this mutual friend. He said, oh, yeah, Gareth loves that car, not you. But, There's another Gareth? Yeah, apparently <laughs> so. It's two of them now. And this bloke went, oh, yeah, every time I drive it, I feel like a top executive. Uh, <laughs> a gas top executive. <laughs> Hey, Jensen, man. Wiki, wiki, wow, are you? So, yes. Thanks for coming over to my new yacht. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but hey, Jens, this totally new yacht, it's like narrower than normal. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It's like a real narrow boat. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. And this isn't Monte Carlo, is it? Uh, no, it, it's the Shropshire Union. Times are hard, mate. What can I tell you? Well, Jensen, man, I envy you, brother. Wiki, wiki, wah, wah. What? You envy me? For what? You've got the girls, you've got the cars. I'm separated and my company car is a Honda Jazz. Yeah! <laughs> Totally. I saw it outside, man. Like, one to the two. Oh, it's a 1.3, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, Jensen, boy, you got something I ain't got. Well, like, one of those windy things you used to open canal locks. Nah, man. <laughs> is it an ornately painted watering can on the roof of your yacht? Nah, boy. Is it a bearded Spanish man in the room at the front of your yacht who won't, who won't stop sobbing? I wonder what that noise was. Yeah, he's very sad. I thought he was depressed, geese. Human all. Lewis, you're world champion, mate. You got everything. Unless you want this 1989 map of waterside pubs in the Staffordshire area, I got nothing for you. You ain't getting it, man. This is something I had once, but I lost a long time ago. I, I wish I still had it like you, man. Lewis, seriously. What have I got that you haven't? Your original accent.
Oh, yeah. Shall I put the kettle on? Yeah, boy, wicked. Maybe I could make us a couple of sandwiches using this very cheap sliced white bread. Hashtag sunbless. One of the pleasures of doing Gareth Jones on speed is you get to know people who work in the motor industry and the motorsports industry. And if you're a fan, like we are, which is why we make this podcast, you're going to be a big fan of our two guests. Really welcome, please, from what's it called? Carfection these days. Yeah. You used to be X Car. Just come on the stage and explain Very it, welcome, man. Please, Alex Goy and Ted Kravitz from Sky F1. <laughs> Alex, we'll stick you next to Zog. Hello. And we'll Hello. ask people to see if they can Mate, spot the difference. It's hard to tell us apart. <laughs> Brother from another mother. I was I was outside earlier having a beer, and someone said, "Hey, Zog, nice to meet you." I was like. Thanks, I think. <laughs> and that was me. Yeah. As you know, because you're all subscribers, when Zog or Richard are unavailable, these are the first people that we call on. Um, a round of applause again, because we love having them on the programme. I can't, I can't yeah, tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I've been on, I've been on once. So obviously yeah, they're not a once. It was very good, though. And he promised to come back. And now you're on a second time. He didn't know he was going to sign you, up for this. You know you were so good, because it was when I was away doing something else, and I heard the podcast, and I went, oh, sh**. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job. It's... He's usually busy. Ted, you were at the Autosport International show today. Yeah, I was. Any Just good? What's here. going on? What's new? Any news? Any gossip? Have Honda got a decent engine? Have they turned it off? <laughs> it's the usual thing. You know, you go up to Birmingham, the representatives of all the teams. Uh, Williams have got a big thing up there and Williams say that they're going to be up there fighting Mercedes with the championship. They say it's going to be a, a three-way fight oh, yeah. between Ferrari, between Mercedes and them. And what you've got to do is be very nice and nod your head and say, oh, yes, oh, Claire, you know, yeah, that's yeah, lovely. Yeah. I think you're right. And then in your head, you're thinking, what? Did yes. Claire offer you a nice sort of home-cooked <laughs> sandwich cake? <laughs> we think about Claire Williams putting the W-I into Williams. <laughs> She's not very rock and roll, but she's fantastic, isn't she? She's a jolly nice girl. <laughs> jolly she's nice. Jolly nice. The way she runs that pony club in the off-season <laughs> is immaculate. Because she runs it like an F1 team. They can re-hoof a stallion in about two and a half. Ted, is F1 in good shape? Is it going to be great this year? They do the usual thing. It's run by a bunch of idiots. They put their heads together, come up with these absurd ideas of trying to make the sport better. It actually is going to make it worse in two years' time. It will. Changing all the aero, lots of money spent, and it's actually going to be harder for everybody to pass and race each other, which means that we're just going to get another walkover. But, but hey, as long as the money keeps rolling in, then they're all happy. But okay. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a business. I, what I'm always impressed about is us idiots who love motorsport and Formula One, where do we get the endless optimism? What happens in January <laughs> that makes us think, do you know what? Last year might have been sh but I think this year might be really good. You know, they're all going to get up. Well, I think, think Vettel's got this a great chance. way of quitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though, but I think Let's you really find out. like abusive relationship. We're the sort of abused, aren't we? Because we're always going, oh, we'll come back for a bit more. I've got the yeah. stock. Because I know he really syndrome. loves me. Yeah. Let's bizarre. find out why you guys are going to be tuning into Formula One next year. Let's find out. Okay, so what's your <laughs> name, sir? My name is Oliver. Why are you tuning in to Formula One? In 2016. I might not be. Ooh. Controversial. Why? No, I will be in fairness, but I suspect it'll be similar to last year. Maybe the odd more Ferrari win, but not much. Does the four button on your remote not work? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's three on from one. It's... Okay, so who's not going to be tuning into Formula One 2016? Oh, Alex O'Dell here. Why, Alex? I know you weren't a big fan in the first place. You like the other stuff, don't you? No, I was a big Formula One fan for 20 years, but the last two years I just uh, just completely lost the interest. Alex, there's a question. How do you break the cycle? What causes you to stop? It's a genuine question. I'm not being flippant. No, no. <laughs> no, I just went cold turkey a couple of years ago. I had to. Really? I, I used to watch everything. Practice, qualifying, absolutely everything, and I just had to stop. Oh. And the last 24 hours I've been watching the Dubai 24 hours. Wonderful race. And in a couple of weeks, it's Daytona, and after that, it's Bathurst, and then... So you sort of have to find, like, a gateway drug to something else, basically. <laughs> so, so, or Formula One is a gateway drug, too. It's yeah. Endurance racing is... It, that's the heroin, come on. That's the Alex, you're not a big F1 fan. I try, but <laughs> usually I'm hungover on the Sunday, 
and then I'm a bit sleepy, and then the new engine noises aren't loud enough to keep me awake. Yeah. So my record is honestly, like, we start the race, three, two, one, go, and then, well, my record is by the first corner of Monaco, after the go, I'm out. That's very impressive. A round of applause for dedication to <laughs> for the For being that project. hungover. That's Jeez. massive. <laughs> but you like a bit of Le Mans, I've met you at Le Mans many times. That was the first time I was on this fair podcast. And it it's was? an honour to be here again. It's an honour to have you, Liz. It's, uh, yeah, after many years, well done, chaps. You've done very well. Thank you. Well, thank you well, well, thanks to these guys for doing that. Appreciate your constant downloading and tweeting and Facebooking. We really do appreciate that. Okay, ten years ago, you were, what, seven? <laughs> Nineteen. Yeah, okay, I remember. Were you driving 10 years ago? Yes, I was. And this was before you became a massive internet sensation. Midish. Midish. Were you still a student? Midish. <laughs> Midish. Were you still a student 10 years ago? I was a student, yeah. I think so. Again, I was mostly drunk, so watching everyone and falling asleep <laughs> on a sofa. And did you own a car 10 years ago? I did. I had a mini. I had one of the Which newish one? ones. You can't like just the... say mini, yeah. can you? We need a bit more detail. Sorry, I had one of the BMW ones. Yeah, one. well, whatever. <laughs> a one or a Cooper, Ted's asking. Cooper S. Oh! Okay. Was it a Mark 1? Was it. S- supercharged. Watch me push my glasses up my nose. Was it an R50? Or was it actually R53? R53, actually, I think you'll find, Mr. Porter. It had a he hangs his head in shame. Try tech engine. Oh, yeah. Mex- that was a lovely a car. A Mexican engine, if I'm right. The engine for that was built in uh, Mexico. Brazilian? Was it yeah, Brazilian. Was it? Yes. Are you, oh, are you calling me? I am. Oh, I fight, step to fight, you, Jones. Fight, fight, I think you'll find the Chrysler plant, which is similar. And then we do a dance-off. That's how it usually works. Mexico. <laughs> and if anyone here wants to check it on a phone, I'd love to know, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm having you a... All right. right I've, I've got, got a mate, you see, who's, a, you an who's half card Mexican, who lives in California, and bought a Mini. I said, oh, great, you bought a car with a Mexican engine. She went, no. Oh, I'll have to get it to clean my pool. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can check that fact. We'll come back to that later. Gareth, to mildly hijack what you were saying, Uh I spoke about this with Richard. No, I had a bit of a surprise for you that Uh I spoke about for ages and let you know about. What, the whole coming out thing? Well, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I wear velvet for fun, but no. Uh, No, I was planning, but it all got a bit odd that we were going to get you here in a Rolls Royce and everything was going to be lovely. But... We got something a bit better. So James at Rolls is a big fan as well. No. Whenever you want, give him a ring. There's a roller for you and a tour of the factory because well done on ten years. So there's a bit more of a backstory which I told Alex about the other night, which is that I (laughs) I accidentally well, I thought I'd given it away because Gareth said, oh, Alex has got a surprise for me. And I went, oh, yeah, he has. Oh, no, he hasn't. Sorry, I meant... <laughs> so I had to make up a new surprise, which is a true fact, and led Gareth to believe that live on stage you were going to reveal what car you've just ordered. Yes. And so live on stage you now have to reveal what car you've just ordered. I may have just bought a Morgan three-wheeler. Oh! Yeah! It's There's a lot of love for that. It's purple and has a shark's mouth. And it's going to be stupid, and I'm going to put my 66-year-old mother in it driving around Cambridge. So if any of you are in Cambridge and see a sort of a shorter, dumpier female version of me driving around with an enormous grin and thicker glasses, that's my mum. I love the sound of that, because I mean, years ago, my great-uncle used to have an old Morgan Freeman. A proper Freeman, one. A proper, a, yeah, so obviously some DNA thing going on here, you know. I don't know. You maybe, are basically maybe, maybe my we brother. Are twins, really. I think we are. Is this a whole kind of oh yeah, proper mini, new mini, proper Morgan three wheeler? No, 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 Morgan no. Three I, I am not thing. in any way suggesting that the new Morgan three wheeler is in any way not a proper vehicle. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> it's it cool. It's a proper vehicle. It's, it's a Moving fine, on. fine thing. <laughs> Ted, do you drive? You live in Islington. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Somebody from the crowd just said Brazil. What is it? Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. No! <laughs> and with that, that's I what you get with my the my nose. The, so the block for the Mark 1 BMW Mini was in Brazil. What was the factory? Where? The Mexican Quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so we both went. Tri-Tech Motors in Brazil. Well, yeah. I stand corrected. Thank you very much indeed. Round of applause. What's your name, sir? <laughs> Alistair, round of applause again for Alistair.
Alistair, I owe you a drink just for the quiet, smug satisfaction of my own murdering. Chad, you live in North London. Are you a driver? Because if you live in London, you not often are. Yeah, no, I am. I've got, well, my wife's got the, I think the same Mini as you, but not the, the best R- Mini. No, it's just the Cooper, not the Cooper S. It's still a very good car. I believe the engine of so... that was built in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a noxious Volkswagen, and I'm very proud of it. Hey. A noxious Volkswagen. What's it called, the engine, the 150? What's it called, the model uh, number? The 186? 158, I think, wasn't it? 158. Was it 15 or 18? Someone here's got it. Someone, now. someone. 189. Right. 189. That's why you guys are here. We need. I knew there was an 8 in it somewhere. Was yeah. the 188 the 2 litre turbo petrol? Yeah, Am I was. being too. Yeah, yeah. 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 was the. Was not the in this room, you're not being too geeky. No, you're yeah. not. No. <laughs> that was in the Audi S3. I think the solution is to get your mum in the Morgan three wheeler as a character in Formula One because that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is we just have rubbish characters in Formula One. What? So you want my mum yes. squaring off against Vettel? Yes! <laughs> We've had worse ideas, let's be honest. Make it happen, it'll be the highlight of mine, hers, basically anyone's lives to see that because it would be ridiculous. (laughs) This is the problem why Formula One is losing viewers. The characters are a bit rubbish. So you stick a 66-year-old Latin teacher in a Morgan. All right, we've got a guy. (laughs) They want a show, give them a show. Sad news here at Monaco. Unfortunately, (laughs) Alex's mum can't make it because there's a bake sale at the local primary school. (laughs) If only she could bake. So, while we've got you here, let's find out who these characters are and whether we like them or not. All right, we've got Rosberg, who's a German Finn. He's not even good at being an arse. <laughs> he throws. When he tries to be nasty, and it's like, oh, you've just won the championship. Ooh, a cap. <laughs> Harsh, not entirely unfair, though. It was a strong cap throw, but not strong enough. Okay, Lewis. Mostly love, but not exclusively love. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I'll give I agree you that. with that. What about if he's just getting into it? <laughs> <laughs> or out of it? How would that be? When he's standing okay. on the side pod, is that technically out of the car? He does a lot of work for charity just as he's getting out of the car. <laughs> does he then become the quantum arse? Both an arse and not an arse at, at the same, same time. time. Schrodinger's arse. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Vettel. I like Vettel. I think he's all right. Now you he's not it. winning. We like him. <laughs> I liked him when he was winning. Tell you who I really like. What we need more of is old Morris Cumswell. Ah, oh, Maurizio Arriva Ben. Sorry, yes. I'll do the subtitles. <laughs> Morris Cumswell. Maurizio Arriva Ben. You want, <laughs> you want more character dons, don't you? People like Flavio, who you knew <laughs> were dodgy. <laughs> would come in. And who do you want running Ferrari? You want a mafioso. Well, no, you, I mean, you, you say mafioso. I'd but like I to look say, at... legally, that Morris Cumswell is not a mafioso. <laughs> <laughs> the value of your libel may go down as well as ever. Ted, have the, you the ever woken is... up in the Holiday Inn Singapore with a prancing horse's head on your bed? I'll be honest, though. You look at Morris Arriva buses, and <laughs> I think... <laughs> I know you say he's mafioso, but he's got a lot of tats, and he looks like he probably smokes like Lamberts or something. Yeah. It looks like in the off-season he works in a fair. <laughs> but an Italian fair, so a really stylish fair. You're saying you wouldn't mess with him, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah. This is the sort yeah. of I conversation... I possibly he has an uninsured Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sort of conversation on the show that usually the results in us having to write a sketch about Maurizio Rivabene working in a fair. <laughs> OK, Kimi Raikkonen. Fernando Alonso. Yeah, still some up. Bit mixed. Jensen. Will Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he's a lead singer in a boy band. (laughs) The now single Jensen Button. Jessica Michibata. Michibata. It's a vaginal complaint, (laughs) Michibata. Do you single gentlemen out there? She is now available. Oh. And so is Jensen. Jensen, Jensen. Jensen. Come on. (laughs) 
Because I've heard that the international supermodel, Jessica Mitchell really likes men who go to pubs on a Saturday <laughs> night in North London to listen to three or five, five. talking nonsense. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, two more drivers and we're going to wrap just through this. the curtain, actually, there. I just saw her. <laughs> Predatory she is. Two more, <laughs> two more drivers. Grosjean. Yeah. yeah! Yeah, come on. Pastor Maldonado. Yeah. Pastor, they love you! <laughs> and Gareth, just one final one. What about my mum? Your hair! Here we go! Oh, hello. I'd like to buy a car, please. Well, if I may, sir, you've made a tremendous choice because this is a car showroom. Uh, well, uh, to be more specific, I want one of those self-driving cars I've been hearing so much about. An excellent choice, sir. Here, why not browse our latest brochure while I make you a cup of delicious coffee? Uh, this brochure, I, I can't seem to open it. Oh, there's no need, sir. It's self-reading. <laughs> and you appear to have handed me an empty mug. Self-drinking coffee, sir. But that's taking away the things that I might enjoy doing for myself. Well, you are the man who just asked for a self-driving car, sir. <laughs> yes, but I hate driving. I find it stressful and difficult. And what trade-in value did Sir have in mind for his Vauxhall Corsa? Why do you assume I drive a Vauxhall Corsa? Well, you just said you had no interest in driving. <laughs> it's parked round the corner. Excellent. Well, we'll have a look at that in a minute, but first, perhaps, sir, we'd like to sit in this self-driving model we have here. <coughs> Careful of that door, it's self-opening. If you get in... Oh, yes, yes, this is very, very comfortable. Yes, the seats are self-adjusting. The car takes care of everything you'd normally do yourself. Oh, wait a moment, well, why is it putting a robot hand down the front of my trousers? As I said, sir. The car takes care of everything you'd normally do yourself. How very rude. Why does it assume I'd normally want to play with myself? Well, sir, this is an Audi showroom. <laughs> is that why you're standing too close to me? Only partly. I thought it might be a good idea to play Connections. If you've listened to Gareth Jones on Speed for 11 years and 7 months... You'll note, by the way, this is, this is worth saying, that we are celebrating our 10th anniversary in our 11th year because we're... Hey. <laughs> so we thought we'd play Connections. Connections was a game where we would randomly generate the name of two cars. When I say randomly generate, Violet would go downstairs, get the kids' toys out, pull out two cars and say, connect those. So we thought we'd do that again tonight. We'd ask you guys to generate a car randomly, the more obscure the better, perhaps, or the more mundane the better, and we will try and connect them between the three of us. Let's see if you can stump us, because you probably know more than us. So, random car generators. Volunteer the name of a car for us. Hands up if you've got one. You, sir, with a beard. Come here. And you, sir, are? I'm Jason. Jason? Yeah. What's the car? Honda Insight. The Honda Insight. Mark one. Original one. The narrow rear... Yeah, yeah, Joe 90 card, nicely put, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'd say it was more of an Ed Straker, actually, from UFO, you, you know, some of us know. Okay, so we've got the Honda Insight Mark One, as driven by... Hang on, that could be part of the answer, I won't say that. <laughs> and, okay, another car, another car, anyone, a lady, we've got a lady, can you generate a car for us? What do you drive? What's your name? Rachel. This is Rachel. What do you drive, Rachel? A Ford S-Max. A Ford S-Max. Okay. The... First car that we blagged on Gareth Jones on speed to test. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And I love that car. So, Honda Insight and the Ford S-Max. I've got to be honest, I'm seeing very little in common between they, the two vehicles. I'm, I'm... They've both got an S in their name. The Honda Insight, I drove that. We filmed it for Old Top Gear with the lovely Kate Humble. And it had absolutely shockingly bad ride. Did he? The Honda Insight, not yeah. Kate Humble. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see where you were going with that, and please don't, because she's a delight, and I won't have a word said against her. And the Ford S Max had quite a good ride. That's not a connection. That's, I'm it's just a saying distinction. Now. 
It's a distinction. Okay, I may have one. Honda haven't always sold their own cars. The Insight was an original design. But Honda also, in Japan, sold the Land Rover Discovery. Ooh, true fact. Badged as the Honda Crossroad. I think, if you want to check that fact. No, that's a true fact. You can get... I checked it with my friends in Brazil. (laughs) <laughs> I'd like one of those with a Honda badge. It'd be quite cool, right? And have Ford ever badged a Honda or Honda ever badged a Ford? Ford have badged a Nissan in the States, haven't they? They've badged a Mazda. Yes. Have they ever badged a Honda or shared an engine? No. No. Oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Honda, Honda used to own a part of Rover. Yes. And then, yeah. by dint of buying Land Rover, so did Ford. There it is. It's tenuous. It's I'll tenuous, give you that. but it's all we've got. We got yeah. that. One more car action, right? Okay. Random generator of cars. There's a lady back there. Come over here, my darling. What's your name? Caroline. This is Caroline. Random applause for Caroline. Yeah. You're a driver, Caroline. I am. Don't have a car at the moment. No. What was your last car? It was a VW Polo that I drove into a stream. Well, now, hang on a minute. We need this story. A little Japanese domestic car market knowledge there, a Honda stream. How did you drive into a stream? I have no idea. No idea. Correct. It was a road and it was snowing. A Volkswagen Polo, Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 27. V-Reg Purple, one litre. Someone said Mark 3. We'll go with that. Okay. Volkswagen Polo, Mark 3. Okay. We need another car to connect it to. Go on. Mazda MX-5 Mark II. A Mazda MX-5 Mark II. I like the incredible specificness yeah, of yeah. this. <laughs> you drive one, don't you? Specificity. Yeah. So really, you'd like to link your car to that lady's crashed car. Are you asking her out? Is this what's going on here? I hear you crashed your polo, my dear. Perhaps you'd like a ride in my uh, Mazda MX-5 Mark II. Um, I've got a theory. Go on. People always make marvellous claims about the MX-5, don't they? Oh, it's the best happening car I've ever driven. And people who drive Volkswagen Polos have got no idea. Oh, it's the best car I've ever driven. Is that good enough? Mm. No. Uh, Master build in... The car's built in Hiroshima, isn't it? Yeah? Uh, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Places badly damaged by the Second it's World the War. It's the correct answer. Oh. Let's try and find a car connection, though. It is called Wait, car connection. Um, Mazda, Mazda. Oh, another one. Ford again. Ford connection. You see, it's always Ford or Lancia or shooting break in my head. Ford used to badge certain Mazdas as Fords. The Ranger pickup is a Mazda, isn't it? The MX-6 became the Ford Pro, Pro, Pro built yeah. in the Flat Rock, Michigan plant. That's the best heckle I've ever heard. <laughs> just, do that, just do that in comedy clubs. It'll really confuse them. Just going, hey, have you ever opened your fridge and you see some butter? And you go, bongo friendly! What? I love the bongo friendly. There's loads in North London. And if I remember, the Volkswagen Polo, not the Mark III, but the Mark I was also sold as the Audi 50. It was originally the Audi 50. Before it was the Polo. Once again, he pushes his glasses up his nose. And... Ford, I said Ford was a connection. Ford used to build a version of the Golf in South America. Not Brazil, could have been Mexico, I don't know. <laughs> which had a Ford engine and ran on alcohol. The VW Ford Auto Latina project, if oh, I remember. Good. That's as good as it's going to get, folks. <laughs> Everyone just go home now. Watch out for Jessica Miscubata on the way out. <laughs> And with the time coming up to nine o'clock, today's main story. Only days after the tragic deaths of David Bowie and Alan Rickman, friends and colleagues of Bernie Eccleston are in mourning after the F1 impresario was found late last night at his London home, alive and well. How do, Professor Arkin? Hello, Professor Brian Cox. Can I ask you a question on that? Absolutely. I am always here to help, unless it is with heavy lifting. I'll be honest. 
it's something that's really bothering me and I just can't work it out. Is it about the endlessness of space? No, I understand that. Is it about the density of black holes? No, I worked that one out years ago. Is it about the very fabric of time? No, I, I completely understand that. I read your book and everything. Then what is your question about, Professor Brian Cox? Do you understand them new F1 tyre rules? <laughs> Brian, I am the most intelligent man in the entire universe. I have answered questions about space, time and our very existence. So you do get it? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you fancy going around and lobbing some rocks at Dar O'Brien's house? Hell yes. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of entering the 2016 Formula One season myself. I reckon I could be faster, at least, than Will Stevens. <laughs> Steph Vettel! Gareth Jones on speed! Yeah! Gareth Jones on speed, 10 years on speed live. Also, why am I whispering? Maybe it's not for up an artistic and emotional counterpoint to the bit where Gareth screams the name of the show. Maybe. As you know, we normally record Gareth Jones on speed in my living room, which I'd very much like to thank Violet Berlin for letting me do for the last 11 and a bit years. Yeah. And Finn the Cat is very accommodating as well. He Finn very generously allows us into his space. Next time we record the show, if you want to turn up, I live in Stoke Newington, <laughs> because we quite like to seize the opportunity of, while you're here, of having a direct dialogue with you, which we never get to do apart from on social media, of asking you guys if there's anything you want to ask us. When you listen to the show, you must think, OK, what is the worst car they've ever driven? What is the best car? Why does Gareth like shooting brakes so much and go on about it all the time? <laughs> so, this is a Q&A round, right? Questions and answers. Any questions? Rigorously professional. Hands up. Gentlemen at the back, come to the front, because my mic won't reach you back there. I can't see who you are, sir. Who are you? Robin. Robin, what's the question? Zog, why are you called Zog? <laughs> a good question. After the King of Albania, a long time ago... I had an obsession with Albania, and why not? And Albania used to have a king called Zog, who was the only head of state ever to shoot back, as far as I'm aware, at a would-be assassin on the steps of the Vienna Opera. He was obsessed with poker, and Ettore Bugatti refused to sell him a Veyron because he hated his table manners so much. A Veyron? Um, a Royale. So how could you not love a country like that and a king like Zog? So uh, there you go, after King Zog of Albania. There's a little supplement to this story which doesn't relate to our Zog, but there is a car journalist called Zog Ziegler, who's a top chap. He's an absolutely splendid bloke. American chap, yeah? No. no. He lives in Gloucestershire. I can't so, so did the US Air Force in the 1980s. <laughs> But the, the reason I bring this up is because Zog Ziegler's parents were also fascinated with King Albania. Zog of Albania. And his yeah. name, his christened name, is really Zog. They loved King Zog of Albania so much that after Zog had been born, they had another child, and she was a girl. They called her Zogina. No! <laughs> and I, pro I promise that is true. You may have to edit that out, but that is another No, no, that, that, that's story. too good to be edited out. So you became Zog because you were yeah. so obsessed with him. You were talking about him all the time. It was an Albania rather than specifically a Zog obsession, but it was either that or Enver Hodja, the formerly Stalinist ruler of Albania at the time. I go with Zog. Was it him or Eric Honecker, the... Um, East German leader. East German leader. I'm getting my Stalinist leaders confused. I think it was Eric Honecker who had a rather saucy, stretched Citroen CX. And when he got deposed, it came up for sale. Oh, imagine that. Stretched Citroen... CX. Imagine the ride comfort. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like travelling in a wet balloon. You could just be like, I, I'm not distracted by potholes, so I can continue to oppress my people. <laughs> um. Okay, next question. You are? Gideon. And what's your question? Is the ultra listener Dave Stebbings here? Ah! Well, if he is, We're about to we don't out. know what he looks like. Are you Dave Stebbings? <laughs> no Dave! way! Dave! Dave, Dave, come up onto the stage, please. A round of applause. Yeah, yeah. This man is in our heads. 
I have never known anyone respond to our program. You all respond beautifully. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I just do the thing? Go on. Ultra listener. Ultra listener. <laughs> Dave, you got a fave moment or a worst moment ever on the show? On the spot now? Yeah. It was when you did that self-indulgent thing about asking people if they've got a favourite moment. <laughs> we had a meeting. I know this is weird because we don't normally have meetings, but we had a meeting where we said, what should we do with this live thing? And we were talking about stuff, and oh, we shouldn't do anything self-indulgent, apart from doing this, obviously. <laughs> but then well, we couldn't decide if we could or not. So let's do it. Dave, tell us how brilliant we are. <laughs> it's hard or not. It's hard to choose, but I would say probably the Murray Walker fantastic song. Absolutely incredible. Fantastic. Absolutely incredible. Well, we are playing songs later, Dave. Unfortunately, that's not one of them. Dave, um, Dave, what's on your T-shirt? It's uh, Ricardo Petrezzi's colours. Oh. Oh. Like a bit of Ricardo Petrezzi. Ricardo Petrezzi, it's not widely known, is now running an Italian restaurant in Conwy in North Wales. (laughs) Or at least the chap who works there is an absolute ringer for him. If you're ever up there, check it out. It's worth it. What's the name of the restaurant? Marjorie. Patrese's. Patrese's. That's it. Uh, I think it might be him. Dave, do you actually save every episode of Gareth Jones on Speed? You don't. You don't. Is your bedroom covered with Gareth Jones on Speed posters? (laughs) Have you got a Gareth Jones on speed pillow that you go to sit with? No. No. <laughs> It'd be kind of scary if you did because we haven't made them yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave writes the quizzes. Every Christmas show we have a quiz on the programme because none of us could know what the questions are. It has to be someone outside the team. Dave comes up with it. So a round of applause for our ultra yeah. listener, Dave Simmons. Take a bow, Dave. Yeah. And just say bloody hell for me. Bloody hell. Okay, question for Richard. Anyone? Okay, come over here, sir. Who are you? Hello, I'm Doug. Hello, Doug. And what's your question? You're on a desert island. You're stuck with one person, one car. What is the car and who is the driver? Ooh. Desert island with a car. This desert island has a road. It has a motorway. There's no speed limit on it. Wait a minute. Which which desert island is this? Uh, Leicester. (laughs) Leicester? Leicester's a desert island now, yeah. And can we clarify, does this have to be a real car or can it be a fictional car? Okay. A real car, sir. There's a lot of parameters on this. I'm mean, confused because if it's a real desert island, then. There's no petrol, so you're in a Nissan Leaf anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but there's also no electricity, smart. Yeah, you can't <laughs> charge it, come on. There's basically nothing. I need a solar car, I need that Honda thing. And even then, I mean, where are you going to go? In that case, oh, an Amphicar. I can oh. get the f- <laughs> for desert oh, okay. island. Okay, <laughs> yeah, good. Who's good. driving? Um, Hitler. What? <laughs> Well, he invented Branson. the Amphicard. Someone he? say Branson because of his proven track record of amphibious endeavours. <laughs> but on reflection, because the thing is about Branson that he would weigh it down with air hostesses and things like that. <laughs> weigh it or that down? Man from, do you know that man from uh, Rinspeed? You know that Swiss company that just yeah. makes up mad sh- every year? Yeah, for the, submarine lotuses show. and things like yeah. that. And he did that. He tried to do a channel crossing in something that he'd made up. And then I saw some footage of it and I was talking to him on the phone. And I went, so you did that thing across the channel and I noticed you'd got a woman in a bikini with you. And he went, yeah, we were worked out there was enough payload in the car, so why not? (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know, maybe him. But, um, yeah, I think I'd go for... Who's that guy? Uh, Ben Ainsley. Yeah? Because, no, if if it got a bit choppy... No? No, not Bear Grylls. Not Bear Bear Grylls. Olympic rower. No, because the thing is, if you're in a boat, and you're in your amphicar with its Triumph Herald engine, which, let's be honest, might go wrong... And you've got Bear grills, and Bear grills will be going, you know, if we could just find another island with some twigs on it, I'm sure I could fix this. In the meantime, here, have a glass of piss. And you'd be like, no, I don't... Hang on, if you've got a car with a Bear grill, does that mean stones will penetrate the radiator and it will go wrong? Should we move on? I'll just lock the car and leave. Um, (laughs) Zog, any thoughts on this? I'm thinking... You know... You want... A car with you know as well. Good air conditioning, maybe. You, you want something that, that can maybe oh, have air conditioning running for the maximum amount of time. Because it's going to be hot on the desert. So not I'm car. thinking, yeah. You, you want something in the well-stocked cocktail cabinet. I think you want a Bentley ah. with a well-stocked cocktail cabinet. That's what you want on a desert island. Mm. Plenty of room. It's comfortable. You can lounge around in it. What's wrong with that? It's Who's quite that? a weird situation where you go, I'm stuck on a desert island. You have the logistical capabilities to send me a car, but you can't send me a fucking <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> 
And the driver, Zonka, or the person the with the car. Bentley Parker out of Thunderbird. <laughs> oh. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Too many strings well, attached. No, no. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going. Sorry. If, I, if, I, if I'm on a desert island, I think I want a gentleman's gentleman to look after me. You know, and take it. Come on. <laughs> Can I do my Parker joke? It's Go the on. only Parker joke I know. It's the only Parker joke there is. It goes something like this. It's uh, Parker. Yes, milady. Parker, would you take my dress off? Yes, milady. Parker, would you take my underwear off? Yes, milady. Parker, don't let me catch you wearing them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that coming. Okay. If I was on a desert island, call me 70s, but I'd have a VW beach buggy, actually, I think. Ooh. Because there won't be any roads, and if I've got to go down, like Cliff Richard in the opening titles to Cliff Richard So in the 1970s, driving a dune buggy on the beach in Harlech, I think it was. Maybe I know too much about the 70s. <laughs> I would try and recreate that moment, but without the latent child molesting accusations. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> topical, topical. Next Speaking question. of bits we were going to edit out. I, I, yeah, there's uh, a little bit telling, I think, that right. Because I was going to say, if we were going to tell jokes, someone told me a joke brilliantly. Okay, okay, final question. question go on, go on. on the, um, the Tesla Model S, if you enter the right code on the thing, it changes the picture of the car to the submersible Bond Lotus on the display, <laughs> which is both a sad and interesting fact at the same time. What is the saddest but interesting fact that you all know? Oh! I, what's your name again? Alistair. I didn't know that. You enter a code, you get the yeah, Bond submarine car. Yeah. No, no, it's the actual, the actual submarine. Really? Wow. I Which in no that. way undermines the idea that Elon Musk is kind of a Bond villain. Well, he owns the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He owns the submersible. Saddest. He owns the actual submersible out of the actual Bond film. So what's the saddest and geekiest car? Fact, we know. Uh, well, apparently the engine to the Mark I <laughs> Mini uh, was built in Brazil. You probably all think it was Mexico, but it was Brazil, apparently. That's pretty sad and geeky. Okay, I've got one. Giorgetto Gijaro, who is no longer called Giorgetto because he now has a son. And the way the Italian grammar works, he's now called Giorgio. And his son is called Fabio. No, right. <laughs> think but apart from designing the Ponto, the Lotus Esprit and uh, the Golf and uh, the Brera and uh, the Aztec that was my favorite concept he also designed some pasta because he's Italian it's true and it's a great honor to be asked to design pasta by the Italian government because the government have to sanction this and he came up with a type of pasta called mare which means Tony the sea. Tony's missus is Italian, you see. And it's actually shaped like a wave. And it's designed. It's not just, you know, come up with it. He's designed the surface area of it to hold a specific type of tomato sauce. <laughs> really, really, it is rubbish. <laughs> Have you I, tried it? Yeah, I found it. There's a shop in the West End that sells specialist pasta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, really? I'm so flaming London, darling. <laughs> and they sell this pasta, and it's quite a big, sort of flaccid sort of <laughs> pasta. And if you overboil it, which I'm inclined to do because I get distracted, it's rubbish. Is that geeky enough for you that Shishiro designs cars and pasta? Yeah. All right. So, you got one? Yeah. I'm not sure quite how sad this is, but I absolutely love the fact that the Citroen emblem a sort of double chevron on the front of every Citroen, is gear teeth that they designed, that they took that emblem from a type of <laughs> gear tooth. OK, we're getting some kind of scissor-sister action over here. Yeah, so. <laughs> Please ignore that. We're trying to keep this sensible. I don't know how sad that is, but I just love that fact, and I love Citroen for it. For those listening in black and white, I am making the shape of a pair of Vs in my fingers in the style of the... Citroen logo. And it's I'm sorry, my mind went somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the fact that they're this shape we can thank for all gears today, isn't it, Zog? I would defer to a designer of gearboxes on that. I think. Is there a designer of gearboxes in the house? <laughs> I'm sure there's a number of gearboxes but Jessica to me, Michibata so. came and <laughs> took him off to a travel lodge. <laughs> She's predatory, I'm so I'm saying. 
Allegedly. Things we'll have to edit out. And Richard, your... What, geeky but your, interesting your geeky fact? geeky but interesting fact be? Again, the geekier the better. I'm going to question the interesting bit, but a lot of you here, I guess, will live in London. Some of you won't, but you maybe will have got on our fantastic tube network down here. And if you notice on the kick plates on the doors of the tube, it says Metro Camel. They're the people who make the tube trains, or a lot of them. And Metro Camel are responsible for the Austin Metro originally being called the Mini Metro. Really? Because Austin said, we want to call our new car the Metro, and Metro Camel went, no, you f- not. <laughs> We've got that. Metro's ours. And they went, all right, what if we called it Mini Metro? And they said, yes, you can do that. And then after a couple of years, he went, fine, we don't care anymore. And so they took the Mini bit off. But yes, for the first few years, it was called the Mini Metro because of Metro Camel, the people who make tube trains. That's my fact. And it was I'm very so close. Good. That's good. That's good. Very fact. Very good. And that car was that close to being called the Austin Rover Camel. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. Ten years on Speed Live. He was up. He was Richard, and I was Gareth. The On Speed Band will play us out. Thank you very much indeed, thank you. song that requires you lot to start with we are the mods we are the mods we are we are we are the mods Gentlemen, thank you. 
and good night. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, or join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Yeah.